what you do does not define who you are. Your morality defines mm -hmm. who you are. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene -scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 120 of Midnight Poppyland. And now we are here with Patty and Eileen, who is a new co-host. So welcome, Eileen. Hi. Hi. Thank um, you so much for having me over. You're welcome. If there's any, if you'd like to introduce yourself briefly to the audience, feel free. Oh, hey, guys. I am Eileen. I've been following this story since pretty much since it started. I love it. Um, and... Uh, a lot of uh, a few of my friends did a lot of groveling to get me yes, to do we did. <laughs> to lose my my podcast cherry and what a better place to do it than here and so a lot of groveling was involved probably as much as our boy is going to be doing after this episode mm -hmm. <laughs> he will need to do lots of groveling mm -hmm. oh my gosh well we're so happy we could um beer first <laughs> thank you i'm excited about my first experience <laughs> it's always special they say <laughs> special or awkward i don't know it could be both yeah i gotta say mindy you better be ready for us it's gonna be a wild ride we, yeah it's gonna be a wild ride we have been going off the deep end with this episode yes. basically like since she came back it's just been amazing it's just like one one hit after the other you know she's mm -hmm. going for the jugular for yep. this one and I like it I I I sense like a freedom um in in her work and it, it really shows on on the story so I think I would say this has been like my favorite episodes so far awesome it's definitely very exciting love, love. that's great all right, Patty, start us off. All right. Okay. So we start the episode off. Tora is playing his guitar and it, it, there's like lots of swishing motions and things like that. So he is definitely playing that sucker like crazy. I'm like, dude, you're going to break a string here. Um, <laughs> and Poppy, oh my God, this girl has never been to a rock concert in her life. She's like, no. is that some heavy metal song cover? Joe's guitar has such a soothing tone, but that melody is so angry and harsh. Gee, I wonder why he'd be feeling angry, right? And so we see in this next panel that he's singing. Oh my God. Right? He's been holding out on us. He told he us that he, that he played a little, that, sir, mm -hmm. sir, that is not a little. You are yeah. a full blown musician, you have lied to us. Right. Especially since he told her, I can't hold a tune to save my life. Uh-huh. Sure, dude. Well, we don't know what it Lies. sounds like, but Poppy isn't covering her ears. So let's assume it's good. Fair enough. I, I am going to assume that since he has a deep, husky voice, when <laughs> even when he's trying to be high-pitched, I am going to assume he has that, like, growly, gravelly, like, just instantly incinerates panties voice okay that's what you, we're going do you remember here. do you remember uh at the height of the twilight peak uh when robert oh pattinson God. 
uh, sang and nobody mm-hmm. knew that it was him because his voice was so different mm-hmm. than his normal voice. But it was exactly that. It was just like a very deep, uh, coarse, like yeah. husky voice. Like that's how I imagine him singing. And I mm-hmm. think also he's like singing like very lowly, like not. Oh, yeah. Like it's just more. I'm just going to play this because, you know, it's it's part of the mood. Like, I don't want to talk. Yeah. Let's just. Yeah, for sure. Well, because, you know, he um he just caught Quincy not too long ago trying to like snoop on them. So I'm sure he's not trying to um attract attention, attract attention again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's playing guitar, so that's got to have its own decibel pitch. Oh, for sure. And so Poppy, she's like, now, hey, wait a minute. She's, she's like blushing, by the way. You were right, right about right. panties. She's very admir- admire, admir- admiring of him. I, yeah, I all, think... the, all the badumps. We're getting all the badumps. Yes. And she's going to break the freaking blush scale here. Like, I can only imagine how much Lily had to, like, use red in this episode. Like, it was everywhere. Mm. <laughs> so she's, like, totally beat red face. And she's like, so you can sing what song is that and like she's just losing it she's like and he sounds so good what the heck oh um, never mind we- she affirms he sounds good <laughs> yeah and she says but but damon said he's tone deaf and really in actuality we get this little <laughs> little um pop in of damien who's like the actual tone deaf one <laughs> which we learned in the Moonbright arc that he yes. can't sing to save his life <laughs> yes we did <laughs> Oh my gosh, that picture of Tora just on the guitar. His little, his little smiley face. Look at him, he kicks his little lip up. And she asks him, you know, what song is it? And he says it's Three Doors Down, Kryptonite, which again, like every elder millennial knows this song. I'm sorry, oh Gen God. Z, you have been left behind on this I one. I am sorry, Gen Z. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that that's a specific song from yes. a specific generation <laughs> yes <laughs> that we can all you know basically relate to and mm-hmm. I I thought it was so cute that she actually got a smile out of him yeah you know that that little crack that little dimple is like okay for sure for sure and like because like a second later she's saying in her thoughts as he continues to sing the song his voice is so melodious but he sounds tired and sad so I want to talk about why he would be sounding tired and sad and about the lyrics, because mm-hmm. this song, as, as you were, you put working out, Pat, Patty, um, Lily put together a playlist a long time yeah. ago with Minda Copyland songs. And I have that playlist saved on my Spotify and I listened to mm-hmm. it a bazillion times. And this song is now one of my favorites. So mm-hmm. if, if I, I want to read some of the lyrics because it's sure. 100% applicable to Tora's life goes well i'll sing it well i took a walk around the world well you know my he's not travel time <laughs> i left my body lying somewhere in the sand of time but i watched the world float to the dark side of the moon i feel there's nothing i can do um if i go crazy then will you still call me superman if i'm alive and well will you be there and holding my hand i'll keep you by my side with my superhuman might kryptonite you called me strong you called me weak but still your secrets i will keep you took for granted all the times i never let you down you stumbled in and bumped your head. If not for me, then you'd be dead. I picked you up and put you back on solid ground. And we uh, kind of, no, I think it's okay to say this, that this is yeah. his relationship with Vincent, where mm-hmm. he finally really like cut the cord with Vincent. And all yeah. along, you know, Vincent replaced his father 
uh, you know, he was his father figure and he did everything for him. He was his his dog, as he would call him. And he just mm -hmm. did everything for him. And he was the strong one. And he, you know, took down who he needed to take down. But now at the end of the day, and but that relationship was not reciprocal. And yeah, Cora is expressing his anger and resentment at Vincent through this song. Yeah, he's really grieving through this song quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and the one of the things that I remember Lily said on Patreon was she's like, read these lyrics and now go back and look at every interaction he has ever had with Vincent. And like, all I could think about was episode 36 when he calls him son or you could have been my son. And I'm like, just, just twist the blade a little bit more, Lily. Just, just twist it. And they're really just, good. Just a little bit more. Oh God, or that killed me. I think it's also, uh, it's an interesting song because it can also be, seen from her perspective yeah uh, especially the part where she, you know you call me strong you call me weak still your secrets i will keep and i think at some level she could also relate to that mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes he does call her you know weak but at the same time he you know he recognizes how strong she is and how brave she True. is and you know how she, in a way she's also a keeper of his secrets and yeah. And in a way, he's her kryptonite and she is his. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were to take it in a literal sense, you know. Oh, for sure. 100%. For reasons we will find out. <laughs> <laughs> Soon oh, enough. Goodness. So he's continuing to sing and she's just watching him. And like, if you look at this panel where she's just watching him, that is that is some serious concern. For sure. She's like, what's going on with him? And then we get, we pan to what she's seeing. And he just looks really distraught in that panel where he's holding his guitar and singing. Like, again, I think, you know, beyond the grief, you know, there's a lot of anger, right? Because I'm recalling what Quincy was saying in the episodes leading up to this that, you know, we looked up to you, dad. We both did. Right. And so they had very a very different idea of what that father-son relationship would be like. And, you know, uh, he, you know, it's it's not uncommon for people that are stuck in a situation like Torah is to kind of get a little bit of Stockholm syndrome with their captors, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, when he finally, you know, like you were saying, Mindy, like cut him off, that was like that hope that he might have carried that things would be different was was gone and yeah. so i think to me that's what i see here in this panel he's also seeing the consequences of what everything that he did for vincent up till now yeah it's like now it's coming to a head where he's like mm -hmm. okay there's a dvd out there that could get me killed and i can't find it and yeah i did not only does he not have the relationship but he's about to kill get you know die for that i think he's what, what he's thinking yeah i i think he never thought uh, that it would be so blatant that there was something about him in the notebook. Mm -hmm. And I think it also puts into perspective, uh, you know, everything that he has been trying to do up until this point, which is to keep, basically he's leading two separate lives. You know, at the beginning of the comic, we, I always felt that he had kind of given up, you know, that he was just existing just to exist. Mm -hmm. And then here comes this little light, you know, this little spitball of fire and completely changes his 
perspective. And I think one of the amazing things is that she makes him question, you know, is there another way for me to live? Sometimes I wonder if there's another way mm -hmm. for me to live. And I think he coming into the realization that this is not, you know, it's a mixture of two things because this is not the life that I want to lead, but this is also not how I want to go out either. Yeah. And I think that dynamic inside himself of choosing what do I want? What do I want to do? Because obviously right now where I am is not, you know, it's not working for me. Yeah. He's really stuck in emotional purgatory right now. Yes. He's and not sure what to do. Leading up to, to this moment, uh, I was uh, talking with another of the girls and mm -hmm. uh, the last episode was so pivotal for me because you see him just basically shrouded in darkness. I remember reading the episode and thinking that she was walking mm -hmm. into the lion's den, you know, kind yeah. of like a tiger den, like everything is dark, everything is, uh, you know, very somber, very, you can't really see anything, everything is full mm -hmm. of shadows. And then all of a sudden you see like little glimpses of light yeah. hinting that, you know, his emotional state. And when she looks at him, like she can see his aura, like he's not ready to open up. He's completely closed off. And yet she gets into the bed. And that for me was such a pivotal moment of her lying in the metaphorical bed. Oh, yeah. You know? It's like I made my bed and now I'm going to lay in it and I'm going to stay here <laughs> with you. I mean, girlfriend has oh. been reading him for filth since she came into that room. Like she has been that hamster brain is just firing mm -hmm. left and right and. I think it's so amazing because this episode, we have three different things that are happening simultaneously. And I think it's very important to to recognize them because first we start with her stream of consciousness. So that's one thing mm -hmm. that is happening. And the second thing that is happening is their interaction in real time. Yeah. Up until a certain point. And then we get another thing added that we'll get to it later. So oh, but yes. it's but, you know, is we start with her stream of consciousness. And I think we we really need to look at that because she she proposes, you know, her her thoughts mm -hmm. are very telling of her emotions and what she's getting from him, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, in this next panel, she decides to not let him sit alone anymore. Right. She's been an observer this whole time kind of letting him have his space letting him process what he's going through right because Tora's not one to talk through his feelings right like much as Quincy was like bugging him to go see a therapist I get it I've seen his type before they don't fucking talk in the chair <laughs> it's okay right and sometimes you're spending 40 minutes in the chair and they don't say a goddamn word but I love this because she like Poppy got some fucking therapist superpowers here and I'm so <laughs> proud because she's like she's like pulled back she's just gonna let him do his thing and then when she sees how much he's hurting she goes in and she's like you are a superhero Torah she's reminding him of what he is worth right of the good that he has done yeah yeah because she's like you know, he looks so sad and tired as if he's been carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders and everyone's been taking, taking, taking until he's all empty and shriveled up inside. 
So she sees that he doesn't think that anybody recognizes this, right? Like he gives and gives and gives, but he never asks for anything. He's never asked for a single thing in return. And, and it ties up to what Quincy said, uh, you know, that, you know, Torah, you can save everyone. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And I think that's a burden that he carries and yeah. why he's so adamant in having this moral code. Mm -hmm. Like, I know this is my life and I know that I have to follow orders, but within that space, I'm going to try to do everything my way. Like, yeah, to still have some semblance of control over his mm -hmm. life. Yeah. And yeah. I love and I love that what she does because she knows that he's more physical. Yes. He mm -hmm. expresses more in a physical way. And I love that not only does she verbally validates everything mm -hmm. that she has done, but she also goes to him and hugs yeah. him. You know, it's like the physical connection, like I'm here. And it reminded me of uh, the episode where she's in the Ara Street mm -hmm. and that she's coming into the alleyway. Yeah. And she's running and she and he's like, he stops her dead flat. And he's like, stand your ground. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. And and they get into that connection and he holds her hand. And now, now I feel like she's doing the same for him. Like, stand your ground. I'm right mm -hmm. here. Oh, that's beautiful. Eileen, yeah. you're going to make me get all for clips. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I Ooh. came ready, girl. I mean, Man. I know we're gonna get. I'm gonna. We're now. I know we're gonna get spicy soon. So that's I need okay. to get all, all the angst out. <laughs> it's okay. We got more angst coming. Yeah, um, for sure. But I like how she. You know, when she, I, I love what you pointed out about her physicality. How she's just like she's going in for it, right? Like no hesitation at all, and she's reminding him, like you're a hero to me, to Luis, to Quincy, to you, to Erdine, Jacob. And all your little bros and Mr. Lamb and Benjamin. It's like she's trying to remind him because, of course, she knows because she knows what he does for a living now. She knows that he probably is trying to make up as much as he can for all of the people that he's killed. Right. Like I've talked about this before, but he really has that karmic score sheet in the back of his head. And, you know, he's trying to do as much good as he can while he's still on this earth you know and so like you were saying earlier eileen that he basically gave up on life and was just like i'm just gonna do this and, you know kind of like i'm gonna go out with a fucking bang and i'm gonna save as many people as i can i could totally see him doing that and i want to point that what you said about uh -huh. him keeping the karma score sheet uh -huh. We'll come back later to that because he's yes. very superstitious. Oh, oh yes. He, he's very superstitious. He's always been superstitious. And he's kind of sensitive, too, to the mm -hmm. supernatural. You know, we're, we've kind of gotten hints here and there yeah. that, that he's superstitious, you know. And, you know, he's always like Christ this and Christ that. And, and like, he, there's a... And, I don't know how, how to say it, like an esoteric vibe around him. Mm -hmm. You know, he he calls it an instinct, like a, a sixth sense. But mm -hmm. I think he's actually very superstitious and he has a belief system that is so yeah. rooted within him, you know, and his mm -hmm. moral code. And it's like he he wraps himself into a bubble and, and it's kind of hard to get him to let go of that and see the bigger picture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm thinking also back to the time where remember when he was having the panic attack on the bridge mm 
And like the first thing that he thought of was Poppy. And we see those panels of where they both sense each other, right? Like if you're not paying attention quite, you can think like, oh, he's just thinking of her. But no, he was thinking, he was sensing her and she sensed him, right? Like Like the Jane Eyre, Mr. Rochester moment. Yes, yes. Like they are connected on a totally different plane, Right. Like, and I remember from the very earliest days, Lily had said that she likes to have a little tinge of supernatural in her urban setting. So I think uh-huh. that's part of it here. And I can't wait for you to dive into that in the rest of this episode for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I wanted to say that although you're right, like he's, it's as mm-hmm. though he's sitting in the chair, he doesn't ever express himself verbally. But I think the mm-hmm. fact that, especially with this panel, where he's allowing Poppy yeah. to see his pain and his emotions through his face. Oh yeah. That's a form of communication that he's only allowing himself to do in front of Poppy. That does show that he trusts her enough to show her those feelings. Absolutely. And of course he gets the like dumbfounded look. Like I had to zoom in on this panel. He's like, what? (laughs) He was not expecting the hug. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Like he doesn't think of himself as being worthy of affection in this way. No. It's just that. Like any all of us can see that he's worthy, but he's mm-hmm. shocked that anyone's even showing him that. Yeah. Well, because he thinks that all of his relationships are transactional. Eileen and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Like everyone that he does things for needs him in some way, right? Or he chalks it up to, you need me. So of course I'm gonna do these things, right? He doesn't think that their love is actually real. Mm-hmm. It's like he's, a need. I need yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I, you know, 404 does not compute. I don't know what to do with this, right? And when uh-huh. she's verbalizing, you're a superhero to all of us. Um, and of course, we know that's true. Like, we've seen it time and time and time again, but he doesn't believe it. No. Um, I just want to point out the lighting is just stunning in this episode. I know. Oh, my I gosh. Know. Don't even get me started on the lighting, girl. <laughs> like, this, this woman is, I mean, I... It's just how to convey feeling with lighting is is masterful. You mm-hmm. know, there's no other word for it. And you see it in the next panels, how the lighting really sets the mood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's very cinematic. Yes. It's something that I love, love, love about this comic. Is it's... And the way that she does her angles and her, mm-hmm. like, camera shots. Yeah. And it's very telling to the story, the way that she does storytelling. Like there's a purpose for that mm-hmm. angle. There's a purpose for that camera shot. Mm-hmm. Like the next one here where he's trying to fake her out and he says, no shit. Right. So she just told him, you're a hero to all of us. We see his face. His face is bugged out, like does not compute. Don't understand this. And then we see her face. She thinks he's just fucking around and joking because he's trying to lighten the mood here by saying no shit, right? Like, so he's like, oh, I'm going to go back to my cocky ego, right? Uh, what's the word? Um, pushing her away with, like, sarcasm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's deflecting yeah, the humor absolutely. here. And she says, where'd all that humility go now? And uh, <laughs> he's like, we Sassy. get back to him and he is still bugged the fuck out. <laughs> he's like, yeah. uh, did he tell you about what I do? Like, panic mode he also yeah, he can't he's, even he's still... say it he, he, oh. he doesn't want to actually say did he tell you that i'm a hitman so true 
can't he doesn't want to see himself that way he doesn't it's mm-hmm. he wants to dissociate from it it's repulsive for him oh he's sure. also thinking he's also thinking that quincy didn't tell her mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> thought he's he ass- like he yeah, he's assuming that her reaction, like she's still close to him or she's not like afraid of him because she or doesn't disgusted know. because she doesn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think the lighting, what you were saying, Patty, on these next mm-hmm. panels is very important. Oh, absolutely. Right. And so Wait. she makes the question for the clan, right? She finishes the sentence for him and the light is still shining, but notice it's waning. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. closing in right previous panel she was all lit up yeah, yeah. her little light mm-hmm. yep and then that light goes out and she acknowledges like yep i know yeah. so this is what? the moment we've been worried about yep. what were you gonna say mindy she says yep while she tightens her arm around him and closes her eyes and reaffirms her commitment to him I know. Yes. yes. And I think it's very um, important for mm-hmm. their relationship this moment that the light goes out because she's conveying that I know your darkness and I'm willing to stay here Yeah, in your, your darkness with you. And for him, that I don't think he has ever had anyone in his life just sit there in his darkness with him and accept him as he is yeah yeah he's you know and she's not she's not backing down right Mm -hmm. he's expecting at every turn for her to back away in horror he's and to run screaming from the room right and she's not not doing that that. nope beautiful and i'll continue from here and his face when he hears that is just so poignant and you know she can't see his face so i think that's why he's allowing himself that but yeah. he's so touched and in shock that she would do this for him yeah oh, so i think the most is it the most emotional we've seen on his face or definitely high up there it, yeah. it's up there he doesn't he there. doesn't emote with his facial expressions a whole lot no um, i i i kind of got shame also yeah from his look like there's a a shame in his eyes like i'm i'm ashamed yeah you know like this is is out there she knows and i'm so ashamed like there's there's nothing i can say that's that's gonna make this better you know there's nothing there's no excuse you know and i think to see the best side of himself so it's yeah he wants to know that he does this oh by the way uh i have like four minutes is there time left okay got it yeah i'll continue on for a few more minutes and yeah. so he puts the guitar aside because he's like, okay, now we're going to talk about it. And he says, and you're still here. Like, uh, really just like, he needs affirmation. Really? Like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be here for me? Really? Like, he, he just can't believe it. And then he, yeah. you know, then he flips her around <laughs> and now he's <laughs> hovering over her. And Oh my God, and it's, very, oh. it's a very poignant moment, but it's also so sexy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Whoa. He's like, like, I'm having trouble. Th- I mean, if you are mad at me, boy, I'm having trouble reading that because <laughs> I mean, if you get if you get on top of me, I don't know if you're mad, you know, <laughs> I, I can't see it. I can't oh, see God. it. Crazy. She's so tiny and he's so big and he's got his arms around her. Oh, my God. It's just mm-hmm. and he's like in between her legs. It's just I, every I, way possible. 
I think it's really interesting as we go through these panels, you know, he's sitting there saying, he's like, so you just waltz straight into my fucking room. And she's like, yep. Right. Like she's still got that. Like she still can't verbalize her courage, but she has a shit ton of courage. Right. Just like you were saying, Eileen. And he says, damn it, Bobby, that was your signal to run. It's why I got Quincy to do it when I was away. Now, He's saying these things. He's telling her, run the fuck away. But he's got her pinned on the goddamn bed. Like, how is she going to run away, dude? You got to be at least 250. Like, like all those muscles, you got to be kidding me. She ain't going nowhere. You got her pinned. (laughs) So he's like, desires are to keep her there. Right, right. His, his, his body language, like we've talked about, is where his real emotions are. And so he's like, his words are saying what his head is thinking and his heart, his body is saying what his heart is thinking. You know, like, don't go, don't go. Yep. And then he says this line, which I think is amazing. He says, when a man tells you who he is, you better believe him. Never heard that one before. And he's he's staring at her straight in the face. This is like oh, yeah. confrontation. And he says, really, like, basically, do you want me? Do you want who I am? And are you sure? <laughs> And Poppy is all indignant and she rebuts. She's like, but what he does isn't who he is. Oh, I actually question that. I I actually think a person, what a person does, does reflect who they are. But let's just say Tor is a little bit forced into these circumstances. So his Mm -hmm. actions are maybe not a reflection of who he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and and I think that's so interesting. Like, how do you, where do you draw the line Mm. in a person? Uh, because we are made by our experiences you know we are shaped by our experiences so by mm-hmm. her basically going against him in in a way in a sense that he thinks I kill people for a living so I'm a killer I'm the worst there is and she's mm-hmm. like no 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 what you do does not define who you are your morality defines mm-hmm. who you are. Your actions define who you are. So he's got her pinned and, you know, she's, she's getting angrier and angrier. And Tora is completely honest. Oh, yeah. You know, after she defends him and tells him that, he says, Christ, I don't know what to do with you anymore, which is so honest. I think that's the first, like, he's not deflecting. He's just yeah. genuine. That's exasperation if I've ever seen it. And like, I also want to point out on the previous panel, Poppy has got her leg kicked up on his ass. Like she is, she's like, I ain't going nowhere. This is mine. That's my ass. She's an ass woman. And I see you girl, because I'm an ass woman too. And that ass is fine. Mm -hmm. Lock and loaded. Let's go. We used all of our brains in the first half of the podcast and now you get us get to hear us completely devolve into piles of goo yeah there's no way not to evolve into piles of goo and the and this scene is just like so oh and poppy is crying oh god like we are trying to have a serious conversation lady like why do you have to sidetrack me like that (laughs) well poppy is no i have a (laughs) one-track mind She's done with a serious conversation too because she just tells him, so just kiss me all right. And she is cut off because he goes for it and he's like, I will do so, my lady. Your word is my command. And mm, there's the kiss. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what that's the sound. Oh. 
<laughs> it's just like her her surrender. It's just like honey, you know. She's like completely with her eyes closed and her mouth open. Like, take me home, daddy. I'm here. Mm-hmm. So is he? He oh, also decided to surrender to the moment. You know, he yeah. he's confused. He was angry. He was sad. He's grieving, like you said, all of it. And then he's like, okay, I got this. My girl here. Work. He got the best case of the fuckets you could possibly get in this moment. He's like, he's going through the stages of grieving. And guess what? There's a new stage. It's called fucking. It <laughs> <laughs> was a fear, flight, freeze, or fight, flight, and again, freeze, he's and very fucking. physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's very physical. So it's, it's kind of like a normal response for him to go, you know, it's kind of like his go to. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, oh my like, God. I have my juicy lamb in my tiger den. Literally juicy. We have the the mouth to mouth. Uh, I know. Mm. Yeah, he's like, fuck it, might as well. And she's just mm, 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 over here. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. And he is watching her. I was like, ooh, him opening his eyes at that moment. I was like, sir. <laughs> and he's what are you doing? A rare moment of Toro blushing. Very uh-huh. Oh. Ooh. Oh, that's what that's what you get when you get the girl of your dreams right you know he's like he's blushing like this boy is in love my, my dear like, oh yes i personally like, i know there's like a lot of tropes where people like have sex on the floor i'm not into that a bed is great it's soft it's squishy <laughs> <laughs> Best. <laughs> he risked the bed for this it was yeah. worth it <laughs> Especially when you get, when you like pass the 35s, it's like, oh my God, I don't oh, think God. I can do this on the bed, on a floor no more. Like, <laughs> you're like, nope. Like nope. my back could never <laughs> like, like blow my back out, but on a soft bed. Right. Like, and let me lay there for like the next and let 10 me lay hours. There. Like I need recovery time, my dear. Like get me a Gatorade. I need my electrolytes. Like I might get dehydrated. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a cramping in my leg. <laughs> Uh, you know we might all be know. a true story might be not you know who knows but <laughs> thankfully they are in their early to mid 20s so oh, they will God, yeah Young they will love. only be a little sore in the morning make the most of it children <laughs> make the most of it all day every day go right ahead oh my god and then she tells him don't stop oh, like oh Jesus Christ. Poppyland Wilkes. Poppyland Elizabeth Wilkes. <laughs> where is this coming from? Where is this bravado coming from? Yeah, well, I'll tell you where it wasn't. It wasn't with what's his name? Potato Face. Because Hell no. Oh, no never. She wasn't Hell acting no. like this with him. <laughs> I'm, right? I'm telling you, Potato Face did not make her little walnut tingle. <laughs> <laughs> No, he did not. Yeah, that's where it's coming from. It's a genuine reaction. She probably didn't even know that about herself. But mm-hmm. once you're with the right person and the yeah. right, yeah, yeah, it's just it flows. It's natural. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I, <laughs> their attraction is so sexy. You know, like they're genuinely attracted to each other. Like there's, it's more than chemistry. Like we know that they're compatible on an emotional level, but their chemistry is just so good. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, even Quincy said from the beginning, oh, oh, she is definitely his type. Uh-huh. Yeah. He that. likes them curvy. Uh-huh. Like, thick, juicy, and curvy. And mouthy. <laughs> and mouthy. 
Hamster. Give me that sass. Well, spicy. Now, now her mouth is just going, huh, huh, huh. Oh. It's like <laughs> a lot of noises out there. <laughs> and she thinks to herself, um, uh, well, why is she thinking at this moment? I'm just that's wondering. what I, I wanted to know. <laughs> I think this is very important because I think uh, this is her starting to spiral. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, Poppy is like thinking a hundred thousand things at the same time. Mm-hmm. You no, know? and he says it at one time. He's like, I hope her hamster brain, you know, who that is going a mile a minute, you know, is is satisfied with what I'm telling her. And I think, I think this part is so important because as I was reading it, I read it the first time, and I and I kind of like breezed over it, mm-hmm. and and then. The second, usually the second time that I read the episode, I kind of do like a 3D in my mind separation of the layers. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting the way that Lily positions these streams of consciousness in, in different parts of what is happening in real time, mm-hmm. because it's where her mindset is. So I think for me, this was her start of, of spiraling, because mm-hmm. it's a lot of information that she just got. She's still processing she's having right now yeah. a physical reaction to him but she's still in the back of her mind thinking about his state of mind because remember mm-hmm. where we're coming from we're coming from she's saying you know he's all shriveled up inside he has given mm-hmm. so much to everyone and she ends with in everyone including me so yeah. she includes herself into this line of people that have taken and taken and taken everything from him. So this part for me is very important what she says. Hmm. Yeah. So, right. So she's still thinking about him and she thinks to herself, no wonder Taurus so skittish around cops and civilians. And she thinks back to Quincy saying he kills people for a living with his gorgeous back. We must not forget Quincy's also a beautiful back. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say this. And how does anyone with a conscience function in society with that kind of guilt? Which she recognizes he has a conscience and he feels guilty. She understands him. Mm -hmm. She sees what other people don't see. Other people just see a thug, but she sees that he has a heart that cares. And then she she asks him, you know, she's taking them out of the moment. And she's like, who is Torah just now? And Torah's like, you know, he starts off by like, like kind of like def- like brushing it off. No one is just a song, don't mean anything, which is like, okay, like let's get on with it. But then he actually takes advantage of the question and does continue the conversation that they had before. And he says, yeah. but are you really not scared of who I am at all? Just kudos, kudos for asking. You know, it's, I know it's hard for yeah. people to be honest. Um, he's still looking so- for that validation. He still doesn't believe her that she's, yeah. that she's there. She doesn't believe it, period. So That's- he's still- why he's gripping onto her so tightly it's as if she's an apparition that's going to be gone the minute he says he says it with his own voice what he does because like you said before he hasn't actually vocalized it he's afraid to Mm -hmm. poor baby it makes it real and at the same time that he's asking her this he's totally guaranteeing her not moving because he's kissing her neck (laughs) oh i know Like you said, the body, the body is, is demonstrating what he really wants. Oh, oh yeah. And her oh, eyes yeah. are closed and she is like gone, but she's still able to come back with a fun a quip. She's like, I would have been if you didn't just use the cheesiest line on me ever. 
<laughs> He's such an asshole. I love it. There's like so many things going on at once. It's like funny, it's sexy, it's it's angsty. It's like a mishkapabal of emotions here. I know, I know. But I mean, if you think about it, like, sure, I know they're doing a lot of talking during sexy time right now, but that's how they are right they have full-on like existential conversations while they're making out and grinding like teenagers right because that's what they do (laughs) because i don't have to look at you while we're having these hard conversations i can focus on how you're making me feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) and did you see her her hand grab his hair Uh uh-huh that hand grab Oh, homegirl's gonna have a hickey in the morning oh yeah Quincy will totally get another side eye he's gonna like bake a cake for them or something yeah yeah so you, well and I think I, I'm oh, kind of seeing him like did you two did you two dingbacks fuck last night finally <laughs> oh I know listen Quincy I get it honey we feel your frustration it'll be okay though they will fuck eventually oh my god it's gonna take forever yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh I'm gosh! Now about that, <laughs> and and then Quincy, not Quincy, Tora. Tora's like genuinely surprised. He's like, "You're scaring me now. How is that cheese?" <laughs> He's insulted. Yeah, cheesy. He's well, he like, was being like absolutely serious so that's why he does he's like that's not cheesy. I was being so fucking real right there, and she's like. Laughing like it's a big joke, right? And I think I, I don't think for a second that she thought he wasn't being serious. I think she's doing this to kind of lighten his mood, to be like, it's okay, right? Like, because again, she's that light for him, you know. And if we look just a smidge in the background, like the red is behind Poppy, the light is behind her, right? So we're again reminded, like she's the bright spot and and she's having to constantly do this to remind him like it doesn't have to be all serious Hmm. but you're right she's still spiraling in the background of her head Mm -hmm. but she gets distracted by dick yeah i mean (laughs) what wouldn't you yes wouldn't you (laughs) like i would be like oh my poor little man and who has a great ass you know? <laughs> let me soothe you let me soothe you with this you know with oh my god the big curly well, arms and the, you, and the what she about. you said you're an ass girl she might apparently is a back girl because she's like his back's so broad i can barely reach around it and she's like red and but nothing mm-hmm. he's a really really big boy <laughs> uh-huh i think we knew what she just felt <laughs> yeah, I actually did not think about that till the second, but that's oh yeah, background. Yeah, Ho- homegirl is not is not talking about his back or his muscles. <laughs> no, oh, she's first talking about his back. Yeah, he's talking about the other boy. <laughs> Oof. Oh gosh! And um, and then he he laughs and he's like, ah, oh, damn, guess it is. Ripple, what's the rippling? What's uh, it's like kind of like his muscles rippling, oh, yeah, like right. his muscles yeah. doing the motions and you know flexing. He loves to flex. Like for her. <laughs> he does. He knows what those muscles do to her. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely feeling it because he's like his skin is so smooth, even with all these inks. Oh my god, she's taking advantage <laughs> of that finally. And then and he just goes back to kissing her neck, and she is like, "Whoa, it's definitely having an effect on her." She, her eyes are oh yeah, puffing. 
And then he just, he's like, I swear to God, is those fucking novels Quincy makes me read for him. (laughs) (laughs) So proud. He would be so proud. Beta reader of the year. (laughs) I I bet he's not, he's thinking, he's thanking Quincy right now in his mind. Like he will never accept it. Like he will never verbally accept it. But Uh in the back of his mind, he's like, thank you, you fucking princess. I will never (laughs) tell you that you were right, but you were right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's like, he wants to be the tough guy, but he's happy it worked. <laughs> and Mister- I love that. I love that he always goes for the neck. And mm-hmm. it's like, you see that she's obsessed with his smell. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's his way of being obsessed with her smell also, because he, he mm-hmm. always goes for the neck. He's like in there, like, well, <laughs> we know somebody else from history that went for the neck who also had fangs. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just I know, saying. I know, like, I know, I know. get Calm up down. in there. Come down, Patty. Come down. Come down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about that other man. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's too much. Too much for <laughs> one night. Uh, yeah, they're they're all stunning. <laughs> beautiful. Just I, beautiful. I think I for sure told Patty this, but when I first started reading *Manipulant*, I thought it was Ulan. I thought it was the same guy. <laughs> the bloodline is strong yeah those genes are strong mm-hmm. like those genes so, are strong or the other way around whichever one i read first i, I read been a first but um <laughs> and oh my god poppy is like too in her head right now because she's thinking mm-hmm. i'm always teasing tor about being an awkward dork but the truth is i, I think he really knows what he's doing I, i'm making so many embarrassing noises that she's covering her mouth i'm like girl you are such a virgin oh my god stop it already you can't blame her i mean she's shy she's trying you know it took me like forever to get comfortable with sex so like i get it but yeah uh... (laughs) yeah and he knows that she's embarrassed which is why he goes for the hand he's like i want to hear it i'm like yes shut the door shut the light shut the door it's over there goes you, she could have ended it right there and it would have been fine yeah you know it would have been like yeah just end it right there we end all would have lost right our minds regardless completely lost regardless my, but my husband literally said the same thing to me all the time in our early days when i was still very refined and you know mm-hmm. quiet <laughs> so. he knows he knows torin knows there's a wild child in there he knows <laughs> and he's like yeah. i'm gonna bring it out of you if it's the <laughs> last thing i do and it happened in Felicia Bay, like he mm-hmm. confirmed because she got aroused and he, I think him calling her out on it, what his way of, of validating himself, like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. she, does, she does find me attractive. She's a little hornhead, just like me. Okay. How does I just need to coax her. Gorgeous. <laughs> I'm just, come to the dark side, Bobby. Mm-hmm. We got dick and cookies. <laughs> Oh gosh. And yeah, she grabs her hand, takes it away, and Poppy is like, still got her eyes closed. She's grimacing out of like a surplus of sensitivity. And she's like, Ugh. and he's like, all of it. Oh my God. Oh, 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 oh. Now he's like licking her collarbone. Oh, oh, oh yes. We know where he's headed. <laughs> Down. We know where he's headed. If Ooh. our girl is a bad girl, our man is a boot man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He loves them boobies. 
Oh, yes. And now mm-hmm. we have a close-up of the hand, which, by the way, is, like, the best shot ever in every webcomic or movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The return of the sensual hand-holding. Thank yes. you, Jesus. We are back. <laughs> oh, and it's against her hair. And there's, like, just lots of, huh, and mm, oh, lots of noises. Oh, rest. And, and, <laughs> and then yeah, she I'll, goes I'll back. Eileen, you can continue from here. All right. So we're in the middle of sensual handholding, and I I love this this uh this panel so much because Lily is showing their connection, like they are still connected. He's still, they're both still in the moment with each other. They're both mm-hmm. open to each other, and they still have that connection. And it's something that goes back all the way to the beginning of the comic because that yeah. was their first connection. And he has always made a point of holding her hand because it feels like the most natural thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And it, it continues mm-hmm. and it just gets more more intimate, you know, as, as they go yeah. by, you know. Yeah. And then he said, and then she goes back to spiraling and she remembers what Quincy mm-hmm. says. And he says, he kills people for a living. We both do. Mm-hmm. And then we have this beautiful shot. Oh, my mm-hmm. God that ass girl let's <laughs> let's take a moment shall we yes and then she let says, us pray <laughs> and then she says torah wait and he's like wait like girl <laughs> like what listen there are two pieces of cloth between our genitalia and you're telling me to wait <laughs> do you remember the scene um in 51st dates that they're at the, at the aquarium and he, mm-hmm. and he tells her like you know they're getting blue and I just feel like he was like this close of telling her like girl like you have me on bread and water for me you know for months like give me just give just let me sip sip the titty just a little bit like let me have this just a little bit and then she goes back and and if caught what's the penalty and the penalty is death mm-hmm. and then we get back for sexy time again for fucking real bobby now and she goes yes now and obviously the gentleman that he is mm-hmm. he lets her take control again and it's that dynamic of them giving control to each other when yeah. um, they feel that they need it you know to have that trust that you feel safe yeah um, with the other person enough to to stop at such a pivotal moment and say yes i need to stop yeah. and he he just goes like completely submissive mm-hmm. like he literally like he goes completely submissive and he lets her stay on top mm-hmm. and now is this is like my favorite part she goes tora will you be getting more tattoos in the future and she's like combing his hair so you can f- I, I feel her like like uh, anxious energy like Tora will you be getting more tattoos in the future and, and he's kind of like coming out of the sexy haze and he's like will I yeah what <laughs> huh? he's so confused he's so confused and so it's like he's and I, I don't know if, if Lily did it on purpose but I love the fact that he's kind of I think he's kind of obsessed with feet like maybe he has a foot thing for her because mm-hmm. I just feel like that hands kind of like caressing her little feet and I'm like oh <laughs> kill me mama don't even and then he goes uh, well you know haven't thought of it maybe 
and then she goes for another random question. Do you mm -hmm. listen to anything other than metal or rock, like like the Beatles? And he goes, Eurodance, why? And that is such a, like a random <laughs> thing to say. Like this mofo hears Eurodance and I can just picture him like just raging. Yeah. In his apartment, <laughs> in the gym, like, like, hell yeah, go. And and then she goes for another question. What's the easiest job you've ever had? And he goes, uh, well, gee, uh, do you really want to know? Well, um, I had a side gig once as a whore. And then mm -hmm. he stops. <laughs> and I want to get into that. Can we get into that? Do we have time yes. for that? Let's get into Let's. that. Let's. We need wrong answers only. We need like a list of every possible wrong answer. A porch sweeper. A porter. Um, a Portugal um, tour guide. Portugal tour guide. <laughs> um, um, a portmanteau maker. Uh, a portal wizard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which which can check out. I mean, the coochie can be considered a portal, and he's if he's a portal wizard, you know. A pork cooker. <laughs> a pork cooker. That's true. Also. Oh, I'm so not good at these games. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. I'm too dirty. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. My money's filth, you know? <laughs> and, and the thing is, was when I read that, the first thing that I imagined was just like her on a random day at her house, just <laughs> saying to herself, like, what if I go into triple X hamster? <laughs> <laughs> like, what would happen? And then I started, like, I went down the spiral and I said, well, what would be the tags for Taurus profile? <laughs> I, think, like, I think Tiger Daddy would be one of those. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I could definitely see, like, I think we talked about this before. I was like, I could somewhat see I know I know in reality this would be mortifying for any new bride but let's fast forward to their wedding day and Quincy's gift to her slips under is his is his uh special work here's the DVD oh my god the other type of DVD not Goliath's but yeah yeah the, the good kind hits, of DVD the greatest hits oh my gosh I could see I could see that happening for yeah. sure I also see him like actually like um like harassing Gil like you better erase that shit. Or yeah, I'm going to break your every other copy, leg. <laughs> like every copy of that shit, and erase that from the face of the earth, or I'll break your other leg. Mm. It's like they're, they're like this is the one mistake I do not want getting back to me. But Lily, for scientific purposes, we would really love one on Patreon. Yeah. Just even if it's just a smidge, like one panel that just happened I mean, to get I away mean, from you. You just know, one. since we're talking about it, I mean, what if we do like another level of Patreon, like the triple X hamster level? You know, I will pay for that subscription, girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put some animation in there. Oh, <laughs> don't get me any ideas. But and then she probably doesn't even register this. It like does not. No, it doesn't she doesn't. It, and mm -hmm. it's, and that's where you where you see that she's she's spiraling and and you know she's like jumping out all of these. Oh questions. yeah. And she goes for another one. She says, "And what do you think of global warming?" And he and oh. he kind of realizes what she's doing. He's like, "What the fuck is this? A forensic investigation?" <laughs> like yeah. What um, is it? 
And notice then, the lighting that changes between these panels. Like when she starts her questioning, that light is just coming in at an angle on them, right? And then and when she really starts spiraling, like it goes out, it's gone. And she's yeah, it's blue, it's somber. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, no, no, I just want to learn more about, and then you can see her breaking down. Mm -hmm. And he lo he goes, look up at me, sweetheart, up. Like he has to physically just make her look at him. And, and when she, she leaves her. It's so com comforting and, and loving. Yeah, because he feels that she's spiraling. She knows. Yeah. And and when, you know, obviously she leaves her face and she's crying. And she's I think this question. Too, which, which is embarrassing. She's ugly yeah. crying too, couples. which is embarrassing. Like mm -hmm. she's really emotional right now. And she goes, and this is her mental rambling that comes to a stop with this question. And I think she asked two questions in this episode that for me are very important. And this is one of them. It says, if Tora is gone, what would it be like for us? And when I read that, mm -hmm. I felt that she was, obviously she's talking about all the people in his life that he has made an impression on. But I think when she starts to spiral is because she asked that question to herself. Yeah. What would it be like for me if he were gone? Mm -hmm. And I think Poppy has, uh, obviously we've talked about before about her abandonment issues. And I also think Poppy has at least some level of regret when it comes to the time that she has been able to spend with the people that are important to her, like her mm -hmm. dad. Like I feel she has this regret that she couldn't spend a lot of time with her dad to really get to know him. Obviously yeah. she was a kid. She didn't know that her dad was going to pass away, but all of these questions that she's asking is like, I, I want to know you. I want to, you know, just know you as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think when she asks, you know, what would it be like if you weren't here for us? Or what would it be like for me if if he wasn't here? And then she starts just all these questions that when you look at it from that perspective, they're important questions. Oh, yeah. They're questions that you would ask your significant other. In order or someone that you care about enough to keep in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, that you don't want them to go away. And then... Mm -hmm we jump back to him and he's kind of, again, he's kind of like a deer in headlights. It's like, oh my God, there are tears and I don't know how to deal with this. And he there goes- There big Look. crocodile tears and oh there shit. Big, oh shit. And then he goes right back to what you said, Patty. He goes mm -hmm. back to what he knows how to do best, which is a transactional relationship. Mm -hmm. So he goes right into it. He says, look, don't worry about it. Your friends are safe. So are you. We got Vincent off your back for now. And, you know, he, he's going like he's trying to reassure yeah. her, but he doesn't understand why she's spiraling. Yeah. He he doesn't think that he, like, I think when we were talking about this, I remember, like, am I a thing worth saving? Am I a thing worth loving? Mm -hmm. And I don't think he believes that, right? And that's why he continues to see it as, like, look, you're going to be okay. Your friends are going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Like I'm not, there's no way he believes that he could be included in what's important to her. 
Mm -hmm. so and then we have the L bomb. Episode one twenty. Remember thirty five. Episode one twenty, ladies and gentlemen. Love word. <laughs> we got I love you, Tora. Now I think this panel took. I mean, th this was the plot twist. Yeah. For for us because and for him because mm -hmm. I don't think we ever. I mean, we knew that she was falling for him. We knew mm -hmm. that she cared about him. We know that she, you know, likes him. She's, she's attracted to him, but she's yeah. so reserved. And it's the irony because it, throughout all this comic, we have had more insight into his feelings mm -hmm. than we have had of hers. So yeah. it's not only a surprise to him that she just dropped this huge confession but it's also a surprise for us as readers because she has been reserved oh, yeah. with us as well she yeah girl has not let it slip not even one bit yeah and, and i mean she really she told him not that long ago i'm not ready mm -hmm. her drama and it makes me wonder and it makes me wonder where exactly is the point in the story where she realizes now i'm very curious to find that point where she goes and she admits to herself that that is what she where she's at mm -hmm. i think it's like pretty clear that her fear of his death is prompting her to say this because she doesn't know what tomorrow will bring and you know yeah. how much longer she'll have him for so she wants to tell him before he god forbid dies yeah and then we jump to his angle and Ooh. that's fear oh yeah that's a scary dose cut. of fear that's fear and then this is the third thing that is going to come into play in this episode because now we have another stream of consciousness coming into play mm -hmm. and it's his but the, the thing that separates his consciousness from her is that him is just we are bombarded with images Mm -hmm. and all of these images are not positive they're not yeah. good so it's really sad and 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 tragic because we see him the first thing that he, he thinks about when she tells him i love you is that oh my god i am in the notebook there yeah. is shit about me out there he's one of the, the numbered he's he's gonna be numbered there's shit about me in there you mm -hmm. see cut into his face how he's so frustrated how mm -hmm. he's afraid and then we see confirmation that his name is actually in the notebook mm -hmm. and then we cut to her and she's like I need to tell you now you called it Mindy because I don't know if we'll run out of time mm -hmm. So, yeah, and you can honest. see, yeah, yeah, she's honest, but, and you can see, and this is the amazing thing that they do, how they switch from being this, the supported to be the support. She sees that he is completely dissociating. And it reminded me of the coffee shop scene mm -hmm. where he completely dissociates and blacks out. And I think the difference this time between that when that happened and this time is that 
she is watching in real time his reaction and she's like no 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 you're going to stay with me you're going to stay with me no 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 stay with me you're shutting me out mm-hmm. you're closing off no 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 stay did you hear me and she goes do you hear me i said i love you and she's like tora because she's she's like his hands are crunched up yeah yeah and so they they were they're slowly they're showing his withdrawal they were on her face and it was going down and she's taking them away she's trying to grab him trying to keep him there present he's so physical even in in his emotional reactions he's very physical and she i i'm telling you girlfriend was reading him for filth since the moment she came into that room and she noticed exactly the moment where he started to spiral and you see that now she's the one that started to spiral and she's the one that reached the plateau and she's like okay i need to bring him back and what is the first thing that we see little Torah, the baby dinosaur and the dinosaur and then we see a piece of information 27 year old man hang last week and then another piece of information we see what we I think we can safely assume that's a woman Mm -hmm. and I mean that's his mom yeah has to be that's his she has has she has the family tattoos she has the family tattoos, the the dark hair, mm-hmm. and then he goes, but I don't. Sorry. <sighs> Listen, I don't think we need to go to the fact that, you know, he loves her. We know he loves mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Like, that. that's not up for discussion. And if you don't believe that he that he loves her, I invite you to reread <laughs> the last hundred and nineteen episodes. Yes, please. You like just bought her a house. It sold his cars. <laughs> I, uh, if that's not love, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And I feel that what's so tragic about this is that we finally reach a moment where they're both reach the same emotion, but they're coming from. Comp- completely different perspectives Mm -hmm. I think she feels that her love is a saving grace for him and in contrapose he's thinking that his love for her is a damnation yeah you know it's a curse and he's for me is confirmed by his his all of this imagery yeah that is is, coming this is gonna be her life if she loves me he doesn't want to hurt if she her. loves me exactly and and it's funny because you see pain. him he sees her future reflected in her in his mother's past yeah and and i think that's that's very tragic and sad because it they're not on the same page yeah they do love each other but they're not on the same page and they're fearful and, for different reasons like her fear draws her closer to him and his fear pulls him away Mm -hmm. it pulls him away so far because like again like these last three panels before he says that he doesn't you know he goes back and i'm reminded of the beach scene the dream that he has where he's chasing after her and he starts out as a little boy and then he says but what if i want more and here's the thing we're not at the beach anymore this is real 
not a dream. She really loves me. And I love her too. And welcome back to reality, Tora, because love destroys. Love hurts. That's what his blueprint is. Like, this is what he experienced. Like, when when he talked about his parents in Regina's Peak, or not Regina's Peak, uh, when he talked about them in the Moonbright arc, he was trying to be as detached as he possibly could mm-hmm. because admitting any kind of love or any kind of affection for people who, you know, I think he's got a lot of anger towards his parents and I'll get into that in my analysis. I don't want to waste our time right now, but I think that, you know, for him, love is a liability. Mm-hmm. Love is dangerous and not just because it can destroy Poppy's life, but it would kill him if anything happened to her. If he sees this happen, what happened to his mom, happened to Poppy, he would not be able to live with himself at all, ever. And so... The words, I love you, become a trigger. Yeah, yeah. And and it sucks because you don't mm-hmm. want the person that you love to 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 think about your words as a trigger you know yeah for, for negative you know you you think that if I tell the person I love that I love them it's going to mm-hmm. be a relief it's going to be um, an ecstasy of an abundance of happiness yeah. and love and for him it's the complete opposite he goes off the deep end yeah he's like I, I have no doubt believing that only a handful of people in his life have told him that they love him Mm-hmm. his mom poppy you know and yeah. it's a trigger for him because those people are no longer in his life yeah and it's not you know and they're dead yeah i mean think about joe every person that he has loved in some way has been harmed by knowing him right like mm-hmm. it started with his parents and then the people around him remember in uh in the regina's peak episode and he talks about him and his buddies you know and he alluded to the fact that some of them died you know mm-hmm. and now joe died we still don't know the circumstances of that mm. and i'm sure that feeds into that superstition that you were talking about eileen and you know now he's seeing and i mean let's be very real right now if we zoom in on that picture of his mom She's right. suffering. She's suffering. Yeah. She's a cutter. Yeah. She's a cutter. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's, it would be too uh, out of range to assume that, you know, her injuries are from self-harm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, being such a small child, because we can infer mm-hmm. that he was taken by Vincent as a small child. So we yeah. know that this interaction with his mom was pivotal for him in that oh, relationship yeah. well, in, and in his memory of that, that relationship mm-hmm. and with Regina speak I think this is going to be worse a hundred times worse than oh. Regina speak because Oof. in we Regina speak, yeah we thought we were heard then but because we were saying goodbye to the what if to the <laughs> the could have been you know and she even says it like you know in spite of everything I'm I'm happy to have met you so yeah. when they said goodbye in, in Regina's Peak, they were saying goodbye to what could have been, 
but it didn't hurt as much because they weren't so involved. But now it's a yeah. whole different ball game. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that he did not think that she loved him. Because in not his up to mind, this point. not up to this point and not as, as mm -hmm. much as she does. Mm -hmm. Because in his mind, it's easier for him to deal with his emotions he can deal with it. Like he knows he loves her. He admitted mm -hmm. to himself and he can deal with that because it's him, but he can't control her. He can't yeah. control her feelings. He can't control her period. Right. Right. And in a way like him saying, but I don't, sorry, you know, like he knows her hangups with abandonment and rejection and all of that and he went in it, for it's the a jugular. fucking low blow but i get why he does it right mm -hmm. like he is trying to sure do this yeah yeah he wants to make sure that she leaves he really like, if wants... you don't if you don't leave mm -hmm. i'm gonna make you leave yeah and i'm gonna and, do it where it hurts yeah and i think it's so interesting that you said that mm -hmm. because it it reminded me of their conversation in her apartment after she was attacked. Yeah. That, you know, they acknowledge that they were trying to hurt each other. And she's like, mm -hmm. I promise I will be more mindful of not giving you low blows or using your insecurities mm -hmm. to hurt you. Yeah. And he's doing the same thing for him. But now, obviously, we have her face. Obviously, yeah. she's she's there's obviously the shock i mean the last mm -hmm. thing that you expect is for him to say that at yeah. least from her perspective but here comes the second question that for me is very important and it's her stream of consciousness that she asks and mm -hmm. she says what would it be like for him if we were not here oh i was and i think i was like i want i was just rereading it and I'm like what would it be like for him he, I thought of it, if he was gone, what would it be like for him? So you're saying, what would it be like for him if we were gone? Yes, that's the way that I interpret it. Mm -hmm. Because she asked these two questions, but from very different perspectives. She's, she's asking the question, what would it be like for us if he was gone? And she already knows the answer to that. It what would, would it be, be like for him if we were all gone? Exactly. And here is where I think is going to be different than the coffee shop scene. Mm -hmm. Because I think she knows him now enough to know what he's doing and yeah. to not take it personally. Mm -hmm. Because she knows, and I think she answered herself this question, what would it be like for him if I were not around or if the people that he cared about were yeah. not around? And I think the little, the, the fact that she gets so touched by him keeping her hair tie mm -hmm. and Joe's guitar, she's starting to see a pattern. He keeps mementos, he, not the people. He he yeah. keeps mementos, not the people, but those mementos are kind of like the lifeline for his humanity. Oh, sure. So Absolutely. this question that she asked at the end, she's recognizing what it would do to him if the people that he cared about were completely gone his humanity would be gone he will cease to exist yeah so i think she she's hurt of course she's hurt sure 
I mean, it's a rejection. No matter how you look at it, it's a rejection because he's not answering her. He's not, he's completely detached right now. Uh, if someone said this to me, I would legit like go cry for three hours. Yeah, <laughs> me too. No. Even if I, Especially when. Oh, it's not real. Oh my God. I, I would, I would not handle it. I mean, you just had your head, your head in my boobies and, and I just told you that I loved you. And, and now you're saying, nope, sorry. Of course, she's going to get hurt and she's going to cry about it and she's going to feel bad. But mm -hmm. I think she's strong enough. What we've been seeing with Poppy's emotional development, yeah. she has grown so much in the last few episodes. And I think she's, it's such a beautiful thing to see someone as reserved emotionally as her coming mm -hmm. into her power and I do think she will call him out of his bullshit I I, I do think she will mm -hmm. but not the way that we are used to seeing her do it yeah I think we'll see her trying to take a different approach to yeah. to his rejection to maybe you know given the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. I think another reason that we know that she knows he's full of shit and that this isn't actually the case. Remember at the nightclub where they were like getting hot and heavy in the nightclub near the fish tank. And, you know, he got hurt because she just wanted to have a romp and have it not mean anything. You're a commitment folk. Uh-huh. And he got dejected. He's got that same fucking dejected look right now. She knows he's full of shit. Because he can't even look at her after he said that. <laughs> you that lie, is. Tora. You fucking lie. Say it to my face, motherfucker. <laughs> Say it to my face. Yeah. yeah. So she knows She knows that like between them, it's not hit it and quit it. Like mm -hmm. She knows that he's got a history with women right like if anybody else had gotten this close to his fucking heart no fucking way not a chance right like we know he's experienced sexually but man he is a love virgin right mm -hmm. so he doesn't know how this goes either right all I he knows is that blueprint from his childhood she popped his emotional cherry with that i love you oh yeah yeah Ain't no woman ever fucking told him that and actually meant it. Poor guy. But yeah, you know, looking at his his body language, besides for the dejection, you know, he's completely his hands are totally off her. They're like down at his side, yeah. trying to withdraw as much as he can, you know, and mm -hmm. away from her. Ugh. Yeah, he's completely detached right now. Like she tried her best to keep him connected to her, but it's just too much. Yeah. For him right now, like he could not handle it. Yeah. He didn't expect it. Neither do we. No, God no. This was this was not on the bingo card. <laughs> but also I think he, he expected it even less. Oh, I'm sure. And again, we go back to his transactional relationships because that's what he's mm -hmm. used to. And then all of a sudden he's like he gets thrown and I love you that he knows she means it because he knows her. She, he knows the kind of person that she is, mm -hmm. how loyal she is, how caring she is, she knows and how reserved she is. So deep down, he knows she means it. And he's yeah. just not ready. He's not ready for that. He's not there yet. He mm -hmm. loves her. Of course he does, but he's not willing to step into that 
you know, ball game and say, mm -hmm. okay, we love each other and we are a team and it's us against the world. He's still not there yet. He's still yeah. in superhero mode. I need to save everyone. And I'm just going to get her killed. And this yeah. is just confirmation that I'm going to get her killed. Yeah. I should have left. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's like you. He's like in his mind. He's like, you fucked her. Like you let it get this far. You should yeah. have left. Right. He's like cursing. And I think, me. yeah. And so, I think it's beautiful because you, we see her. He has been like a physical pillar of strength for her in different situations. And now she becomes his emotional pillar of strength. You know, the mm -hmm. the constant in in his life. Yeah. Where he has been the constant in her life. You know, he has been the man in her life who has tried not to lie to her, who has shown her that he's there and that he means it. Yeah. And now she, I think she's going to do the same. She's going to be like, okay, I know you're not ready, but I think I can, mm -hmm. I'm strong enough right now that I can yeah. stand in my power and love you while at the same time allowing you the space to work mm -hmm. your shit out. Yeah. She's become a lot less uh impulsive in her uh, negative self-esteem mm. right like she's definitely built a backbone based on you know the the relationship that they've had like he's proven that he knows how to empathize with her i mean he the one of the first things he asked her when she was struggling was who did this to you what happened right he didn't blame her he didn't point the finger he said, what happened to you? And I doubt anybody in her fucking life ever bothered to ask that question. They were probably all just like, oh, that's just Poppy. Mm -hmm. That's just how she is. You Dramatic. Know? She'll cry for over anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's not doing that anymore. Right? Like, nope. she's coming into her own. And like, this is why I will fight to the death anybody that comes for Poppy. Because, I mean, we see that you know, from the very beginning, we knew that she put that on as a front and that was her own way from keeping people, uh, keeping people at a distance. Right. Cause like, I'm not going to try being real with you if you're not going to give me the same. And I, you know, we talked about those abandonment issues. I expect people to leave. I expect people to not stick around. So why would I go to those lengths? Why would I go to that depth of a relationship? Right. And now that she has, like, she's not going to back down. Like, she's lost too much in her life. She's like, okay, fine, I'll wait. I'll wait. I mean, the girl is numbered. She doesn't have a home. Mm -hmm. She's right. on the run. I mean, boy, At what else do you want me to do? <laughs> no. I mean, the, the last thing I want, I mean, let me have you at least. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, what do you have to lose? But for him, it's like... Mm -hmm. And which is, you know, as I was mentioning before, like you see that they do love each other, mm -hmm. but they, right now they're on completely different spectrums of that love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I look at it. I think he will regret it though, not not saying it back. Oh I, yeah, I think that would be one of his biggest regrets. Well, especially if not saying it back. Dramatic that takes him away from her. <laughs> it's okay. He can spend the rest of their lives making it up to her. I will not hold a grudge. 
I also want yeah, to and I love um the background that Lily's putting in because throughout the whole episode we've, we've had the zh, zh noises of like the cars going past and then yeah. here we have the raindrops reflected in the window with gold it's stunning it's gorgeous I love a setting right with rain it's just it made, it's so atmospheric mm-hmm. and it, it enhances the the coziness yeah. it's beautiful yeah. and Lily does a wonderful job at that um you know setting the tone and it's almost like the background is a character in and of itself mm-hmm. and this character sets up the whole mood for the storytelling to take place and it really speaks a lot about her mastery of her craft not only as a, a storyteller but as a visual artist mm-hmm. to be able to create a setting that conveys emotion he doesn't say anything in his stream of consciousness. It's just pictures. and and But each and every one of those pictures evokes a feeling. There's a feeling of desperation. There's anxiety. There's uh, hurt. Mm-hmm. There's shame. And she does that with, with just a picture. And I don't think that, that gets talked about enough. You know, just her mm-hmm. level of mastery in in visual making you know mm-hmm. you know what this setting also reminds me of when i got to this last panel i was reminded of i think a secret garden secret uh 68 where they're mm-hmm. on the floor with a gun next to them and like they're very desperately like making love mm-hmm. um it just reminded me of that like that whole the coloring and the the setting yeah the tone. patty and i are still mm-hmm. rooting for that to be canon yeah <laughs> it needs to be it needs to be my we are it, rooting you so know what? hard regardless regardless of what happens in the comic that is canon in my heart it will always be yeah, that's a gorgeous <laughs> one yeah uh, oh god uh, so obviously we end the chapter on that cliffhanger uh <laughs> and we see him just you know completely detached he can't even look at her and she's like looking at it's funny because he's not looking at her and she's like completely focused on him. Oh, yeah. Like she she is still trying to find that connection. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. after his rejection, she's still like, oh my God, like look at me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no, no, don't don't shut me out. Yeah. Ah, it's gorgeous. So what's everyone's favorite panel? Ooh. this is like asking me what my favorite book is i can't <laughs> do it there's so many good ones i know i'm, I'm also I have to look through i'm looking if i would have to say a favorite panel hmm. <laughs> wait i i'm i'm going to the six the, the schmexy time because you know i really have to take them into consideration oh it's gorgeous i think for me my favorite panel is uh did you hear me Mm. i said i love you and you and she calls his name and she's like trying to grab his hand and she's crying (laughs) because for me she's for me that moment means that she understood him in the sense that she didn't take you know she's trying to keep him connected to her so she's realizing that he's not 
he's starting to to close off and mm -hmm. you know her trying to keep him with her I think it's more confirmation for her that I I get you I know you and and it's just like it goes over his head because you know he's like don't worry your friends are fine everything's fine you're gonna be fine and she's like no you idiot it's you I'm worried about you mm -hmm. I fear for you I'm not afraid of you I fear for you like I want to get to know you I want more time with you it's just it's you I want you and he's not catching that he's, he's flying completely over his head yeah mm -hmm. oh so well said. that's my favorite plan thank you Patty. what did you get one yet oh god okay so uh strangely enough even though i'm the angst queen like my two favorite panels is where they're like i, I had to pick two i'm sorry <laughs> but like my two favorite panels are where he just grabs her face and kisses her because it takes up the whole fucking screen it's and it's just so oh yes and then <laughs> the moment that he takes her hand and we see both their hands and in intertwined like, because it reminded me of the balcony scene, which was like fucking pivotal for me, pivotal, right? And so it takes us back yeah. to those to those beats from early on in the comic of like, remember how far we've come. I have a yoga it's mat. All... That picture, by the way. <laughs> What's up? Remember, I have a I had a yoga mat printed with that picture. <laughs> oh, balcony picture. <laughs> I I have listen listen the balcony hand holding scene. I have a sixteen by twenty print of that because I love it so much. <laughs> I I gave like half of my salary in the first two years <laughs> to Redbubble because I needed some merch. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god but yeah that the hand holding and where he just is like gets the best case of the fuck it's ever and i'm like thank <laughs> god oh i know there there really are so many and everything you guys said is obviously amazing yeah. i'm gonna go for this one because the one where torah is revealing his true face and his his shock when she affirms yes i i'm still with you um because he's so vulnerable and he he's allowing himself to feel that feeling and again the 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 like <sighs> disbelief that someone could actually care for him and and have faith yeah. in him and you know i know we're all talking about how like torah just can't believe it i do wonder if from here on out he'll start thinking about it and he'll he'll start yeah. shifting his mindset and you know thinking wait no someone does care for me and then you know changes behavior accordingly yeah hope so i'm pretty sure we've got a whole other season after this too so oh it's gonna be a rocky road y'all and she is going really is just gonna take our hearts put them in a blender she's going for the juggler man i know she's, she I came know. back as savage and i'm here for it mm -hmm. slay me mama <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the bloodshed. <clears throat> but I do think we're gonna get a breakup. Yeah. No. 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 Yes. But 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 if we remember, if we remember, every time we get a breakup, we get all of all of these little 
pockets of tension and romance mm -hmm. get thrown in because you can't stay away from the one you love very long. <laughs> no, nope. last breakup, so, literally saw each other after. So I'm hopeful that we'll get like a very sad breakup, but at the same time, we'll mm -hmm. get like little pockets like of tension and sexy time. Right. Like those little like longing glances, like I'm waiting for the, ah. like we see each other from across the room and we stare and then we avert our eyes when we realize they caught us kind of tension. I need that in my life. <laughs> like just, for just me another one. I make it a dog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Give me all the, oh my God, I can't stay away from you. Tension. Yes. I needs it. I needs it. I wants it. <laughs> I, 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 whatever. I, I want them to just be together, but whatever. <laughs> we need a little angst, Mindy. We need a little drama. Done with it. Enough is enough. I need more. I need more. <laughs> just, just lay it on me. Lay it on me. I need all the angst. But all I think this was, this was very good. Like this, this episode, mm -hmm. I think is right up there with one of like my favorite episodes mm -hmm. because it, it was yeah. really layered and it, it was just so dynamic to see them going back mm -hmm. and forth like they're already in a relationship and they're so in tune to one another how they yeah. switch from being the one that is supporting to be the one that is supported so I think they may not realize it but I think this cemented a lot of that baseline for their relationship yeah that maybe it was a little bit crooked because the truth was not all there mm -hmm. and now it is so now it's like okay now we are laying the foundation of how, what we're going to build on top of this whatever for it is for sure for sure i'm gonna have to wait for the moment that he says i love you that's gonna be a dramatic episode too oh my oh god, my god. <laughs> i mean we were expecting him to be the first All right mm -hmm. and and now you know she switched up on us <laughs> well and i kind of wonder because like again he's not a man of words but like i wonder how he'll do it I do wonder. Probably be in a very like, moment where she's like about to die or something. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm pretty sure. Tell you. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she'll go like, "Really? Now? <laughs> You're gonna choose now to say this shit to me?" Oh, and he'll have Seriously? to keep fucking long enough. <laughs> he'll call her and he'll say whatever she said. You know, I want you to know before you know whatever time runs out. <laughs> and then she'll oh, go the same God. thing that she did here. She'll be like, "Well, I would have been afraid of you." if you hadn't you know hit me with that cheese line <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking that she's gonna be the same like oh oh now you love me oh shocking imagine my shock mm -hmm. but it works for them like he loves that it's funny yeah i hope poppy feels that i remember it just, just thinking about it just kind of reminds me of my father has never never verbalized i love you but he very he makes it very clear in his actions he's always like buying us presents and getting us food so it's interesting like torah mm -hmm. is like that too like he doesn't verbalize it but i hope poppy oh, realizes yeah. you know with his actions that he does care for her yeah listen they have already exchanged friendship bracelets in the taylor swift era they are married god damn it this is this is already set in stone <laughs> sir you don't need to say I love you yet because you know what? It's already, it's, it's already there. We already know it's there. 
And if you look at the breadcrumbs, mm -hmm. I mean, now when she said, I love you, I started to say, oh, oh this sneaky little bitch. She has been, <laughs> she has been grabbing all those little breadcrumbs all throughout the comic. She knew. All, all these little comments that he made, it made me think about their conversation in her apartment after, mm -hmm. after she gets attacked, that she hears him talking to Gio and he gives like what do you mean you told her everything and and he she tells him like I told her enough not to get dumped <laughs> and she hears that mm -hmm. so she's like oh he's assuming that we're in a relationship and he verbalized it almost mm -hmm. before to her like oh you know if we were to become a, a and he gets kind of like <laughs> he can't say it and he's like can't say it but she she's like until we become what what like she does that very well you know playing dumb but mm -hmm. she, like she's a little computer she's gathering data and oh she's, yeah and she's putting that all of that into the back of her mind and she's making a spreadsheet in excel and she's like okay okay so I got this and I got that and he rescued me from a fucking tree when he didn't know me and he did this and he did that and he said this and he said that and now looking back at it I'm like this this little sneaky little shit mm -hmm. she has been she's got so her own karmic spreadsheet she's yeah. like listen you may be tallying up all the things you've done wrong with your life but i've only known you for like two three months and here are all these wonderful things that i know about you mm -hmm. i call bullshit i, and call I love bullshit you. and i love you you're still <laughs> a jerk like he says, you mm -hmm. know, oh, look at him being a butthole, even in the depths of despair. I know. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I'm going to stick around until he opens up. And it's kind of like a reverse thing in Moonbright. Because in yeah. Moonbright, he, she shut off. She mm -hmm. asked him a question and he he she thought that he was dissociating. And then when he realized that she was shutting off, he was like, no, no, no. I'm going to answer you, but I might need a bride first. Yeah. And he got her open up again so I think this time around she's gonna do the switcheroo on him oh yeah he's the commitment folk now mm -hmm. yeah I'll go back and reread that now well ladies yeah. this was super fun we've been here for two hours so oh my god <laughs> yes <laughs> yes this was not before we projected like so yeah, I, I thought we were going to be here like a lot more, but I'm very happy. I'm very happy and that I was able to talk to you, to you guys. And, you know, for Mindy as well to create, you know, such a lovely space and, and that we can just sit here and talk and like, you know, like we've known each other. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to have like these little pockets uh, mm -hmm. of space where we can really appreciate appreciate the art and and the story because it really is so beautiful you know so I'm, sure. I'm very happy and i'm very honored that i got invited thank you hopefully it won't be the last time yeah <laughs> better not be happy <laughs> to have you again and it was really such a pleasure to hear your insights you're fantastic you know very deep very profound very articulate and you're expressing so beautifully so i'm so happy that you agreed to come on <laughs> thank you thank you all right and Patty, as always, you know, you know, we all love you. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. This was this was the Eileen show today. It's okay. We had to, we had to I know, make it I'm good. sorry. I'm it's a Gemini. Fine. Talking out of my ass is my superpower. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's 
don't apologize. Don't <laughs> apologize. This is why I wanted you on this episode with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for episodes. thank you for letting me vent. Sure. And, <laughs> and listening to my brain. Bunch of open slots. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it more. Thank you All so right. much. Thank Mwah. you so much. Have a Mwah. great night. <laughs> You Uh, too, guys. Have a great time. Thank you to my current patrons. Lily, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tuggles, Anne Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Esther, and watching you people, Emily, Jean, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, Sadie, Teresa, Mrs. Castaldo, Amapora, Ruby, Sufia, and Serena. Your support is truly appreciated.